do 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 Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. This comes to us from Jordan Maywood. Next up, we have Jordan. He's going to tell a joke. Got an answer for Jordan Maywood. Yes, Wood May. Hello, this is Penn Gillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. Eh, I'll ring an endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the Libro Cube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the Lackadaisical Libro Cubicles. This show is like a journal of all the media I have consumed. I do not let it sit in the dusty attic of my mind because that is how you get mold. That's how you get mold. And brain mold is the worst kind of mold, I would assume. Ugh. <sighs> I will push a button that will start a series of five five-minute timers that will indicate when to stop talking about one topic and move on to the other. And today, I will say I'm going to really goddamn try to stick to the timer. <sighs> I know I've said that in the past and have apparently lied, just bald-faced and hairy-faced lied about it, but this time I'm really on a tight deadline because I've got Video games to play and movies to and TV and YouTubes to watch. <sighs> Pushing button now. Oh, spoiler warning, you know. Just in case. Monologue. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Quite Quiet Quilts. Thank you for that sponsorship, you lovely, lovely sponsors. Movie the first is called Hampstead, or Hampstead if you prefer. Uh, an American widow finds unexpected love with a man living wild on Hampstead Heath when they take on the developers who want to destroy his home. Starring Diane Keaton and... Oh, why? What order is this in? Credited cast. Brendan Gleeson. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Gleeson, an actor who probably you would recognize, if not the name. Uh, I think he easily, for me, falls into that category of actors who every single time I have seen him in a movie, I have thoroughly enjoyed his performance also this looked like a good uh as i call them sunday movie just a nice relaxing uh you know sort of let flow what may type film uh and i can guarantee uh, uh verify rather that that is the case as well uh kind of a love story and uh you know just a, a sort of a movie movie Sure, a Sunday movie movie. Uh, Rating-wise, uh, I, I almost feel like I haven't done this in a while, but I'm going to do it now. Uh, if you watch this on a Sunday, I'd go like 4 to 5. Uh, if you watch it on another day, if you're, you're going to watch this on a Friday night, probably not going to give it quite as high a rating. Huh? Time-related ratings. It's, it's allowed. I do what I want. 
my podcast, I'll rate how I want to. Rate how I want to. You would rate this way too if it happened to you. Da, 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 da. Majori Prime is the next one. Majori Prime, a service that provides holographic recreations of deceased loved ones, allows a woman to come face to face with her younger version of her late husband. That IMDb description does not quite do it justice. Um, this is like a movie where we sort of move from dead person to dead person, uh, experiencing their interactions with those that are still living. Uh, a very, very interesting idea. Uh, and this is something that is not, it, it's like we're close, we're close, yes, we're close, but we're also close enough to the possibility of this actually factually existing. Uh, how they say, if you have enough footage, and I, I think I saw an actual example of this using uh, Barack Obama, uh, maybe it was just the voice, not so much the actual content of the speech. Anyways. Uh, where if you have enough footage of someone talking and their writings and their 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 facial features and their body language, uh, and you plug that into you know whatever determines some some supercomputer somewhere, supercomputer somewhere, uh, it can recreate that person to the degree eventually where you won't be able to sort of tell the difference between real and fake, which is both horrifying and interesting. In equal measures, in measures, we'll say, uh, and, and this sort of delves into that possibility. And the fact that you could have someone uh, to sort of work through your issues, say you have issues with a, a, a parent, uh, they pass away and you didn't get to work things out, now you can. A uh, very, very interesting idea, and uh, I do enjoy movies that sort of make you think like this. So for that reason, I think I'd probably go like 5 out of 5, uh, maybe 4 out of 5. Um, regardless, oh, Gina Davis, yeah, she was in that, John Hamm, love me a John Hamm, Tim Robbins, good, uh, everyone's good in this, and it's a good movie, so I give it a high rating, because that's how ratings work. Uh, next is In Pursuit of Silence, a film about our relationship with silence and the impact of noise on our lives. Uh, this is a documentary, uh, and it's all about, you guessed it, Ooh, was that a little ASMR-y there? I don't know. It might have been. Uh, yeah, it's just like uh, how, especially, like, I, I live sort of out in the boonies a little bit in a, in a small town. Um, but you do definitely notice the difference of living here to, uh, ooh, next weekend. And this is, I'll give a little behind-the-scenes scene, action. Uh, I am heading to Fan Expo. That episode will have come out already. So why don't you go back to Fan Expo. Uh, Nerd Cane Adventures uh, 2018. Yeah, that'll be a, a special edition that'll come out. Uh, will have already come out, so check that out. Uh, as, oh, shit. Timer. Um, yeah, I'm sticking to it. I don't care. Uh, it's very loud in Toronto. Uh, last movie, The Boss. It's like a two. Wasn't very good. Whew. Talk. Today's television talk sponsor is Mongolian Barbecue. The mice. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, we're talking uh, as we have done 
uh, for every season, I do believe. I'm fairly confident maybe we jam some of the seasons together. We're talking Alone. Yes, the television show where people are, except for last season, uh, are sent out into the wilderness, you guessed it, alone, uh, and uh, have to see how long they can survive. Uh, whoever survives the longest wins uh, and wins $500,000 as well. Which is a nice chunk of change. Uh, is that tax-free? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so uh, specifically, we're talking Season 5, uh, which just finished airing. Uh, of the shows that are currently airing on the air that I actually watch, this is one of a very, very few, uh, because the missus and I watch it. Uh, oh, and uh, you know what? I, I should get out as well. Is a, I created a sort of a little game that you can play along uh, with your missuses and misters and anyone really um so what you do on this show is uh you bet who you think's gonna win okay yeah that's boring right of course you would do that now here's the twist if the person you bet on um uh gets kicked off or well it's actually hard to get kicked off on this like you have to be have something seriously medical wrong medically wrong with you uh people leave of their own accord for the reason that they're starving to death or uh, mental issues or or maybe they got hurt uh like one of the 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 first person to leave she oh man yeah that was bad she got a uh, fish hook in her finger and it was in deep and it was barbed as well. So, oh yeah, just thinking about that. It's making my skin crawl a little bit. Uh, anyway, so yeah, you bet on who you think is going to win. If your person uh, that you bet on is uh, leaves, then you get a point. And in it's like golf, you want the lower score. Uh, if you uh, pick the person who actually did win, you get uh, minus one. So oh, that's good. Uh, the scores that we had at the end where I had uh, one point. No, I had zero points, actually, because I picked one person uh, and they uh, got kicked off. And then the second person I picked was the person who won, which, uh, you know what, I'm not going to give it away who won. Uh, and the misses, uh, she kept picking like people who I would have picked. So I was like pissed off. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I would have picked that person because it looks like they're going to win. Uh, but her score was three by the end because she had three losers which makes her a loser and she doesn't listen to the podcast and part of the uh, penalty for that is i can call her a loser on a podcast and she'll never hear it uh, if she would listen to this i wouldn't say that so that's what you get karma is not very nice it's a not very nice person uh so this one took place in mongolia so you had the added edition of uh, extreme cold which uh, I guess they had to have fires a lot more. I, I, I don't really know. I, I think the main problem was uh, there was fish a lot to begin with, but as uh, the waters get cold, the fish become less active, which meant uh, eventually everyone was just starving to death. Uh, the, the Oh, shit. Okay, well, maybe I... No, okay, I'm not going to give it away because I think uh, I have enough time. Uh, okay, one strategy, I will say. Oh, yeah, here's a way. Uh, is to go to the place that you're going to do it and be really fat <laughs> uh, so that you're sort of working on your reserves. And, and that actually seemed to be a pretty smart thing. Uh, it, it's sort of amazing to me the ratio of people leaving from starving to death, because that's what it is, uh, versus those who leave for sort of mental 
reasons of uh, I miss my family, I'm a, I'm so lonely, and it, it sort of breaks them, and like literally breaks them to the point where they just can't take the loneliness anymore, which is sort of fascinating to me, because I, I do love my alone time, it's some of my, my favorite time, is just like now, technically, I guess I'm, I'm, uh, I'm alone recording this, which is something, something, sticking to the timer, look at this, what a real roll today. Uh, alone season six gets a five, even though it was season five, so it also gets a five. Today's book banter sponsor is 4X Barbecue Rats. Ooh. Okay, we're talking the amazing Maurice and his educated rodents. Oh, this is Discworld book number 28, apparently, according to Goodreads, by Mr. Terry Pratchett. Yes, yes, yes. If you listened to last episode, you will know... Uh, that I am uh, reading Terry Pratchett books on a faster pace than normal. Uh, I like to explain it every time that uh, Terry Pratchett, my favorite author, uh, when he passed away, I sort of slowed down on the reading of his books just for the reason that, well, there wouldn't be any more. So the thought that one day I will reach the end was... At times, it felt devastating. Yeah, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, so I, I really sort of slowed down and where to the degree where I'd maybe read like one book a year just because I was sort of dreading that inevitable end. But then, uh, geez, I, I don't know, maybe last year or so I came to the realization that I do reread books that I enjoy. So when I get to the end of these, I can start back at book number one, which I read many years ago, The Color of Magic, that would be. Um, and then I'm going to have all these to fly through again. And then, you know what, when I get to the end again, I can start at the beginning again, because the, the fact that Terry Pratchett is my favorite author means that rereading these books over and over and over again is a, a goddamn delightful thing just to picture. So I like it. Uh, okay, so The Amazing Maurice and His Educated Rodents was a book that somehow I skipped. Um, if you're at all familiar di with Discworld, you will know that there's not exactly a reading order per se. Like, uh, like if you read 1 and then read 12, you're going to be pretty fine. They're pretty much self-contained. They'll take place within the same world, the Discworld, yes, you guessed it. Uh, however, the stories, for the most part, can stand on their own. The, the only thing you would miss if you didn't read some books and then read other ones is maybe there'd be like little inside jokes or a, a little mention of something that happened in a previous book but it's never anything so integral to the plot that you'd be like what the hell is going on here so uh this one in particular actually um just because it is not in the sort of let's call it normal lo locale of uh Ankh-Morpork uh, that city, uh, it's in just some other random city. I don't even remember what it's called. Uh, none of the characters from previous books. Like, there, there's very few. There's like a handful of books within the series that are like totally apart. That basically like don't even mention things from other books. And this is one of them. Uh, okay, so it's about... Well, I, I guess I'm, I'm technically <laughs> about to say something that makes that incorrect. So uh, in Ink Morpork, and I always wonder if I'm saying that right. So, you know tweet at me. 
there's a uh, unseen university, uh, which is where all the magicians and such uh, magic user folk, you know, do their business. Uh, in, out behind, there's the the dump where they throw all their shit. Uh, rats ate some of their magic shit and basically became sentient. Hmm, that's why they are amazing educated rodents. Um, so then they sort of uh, buggered off and uh, created their own society. And, and this book is basically exploring the, the rat society and, and what they're sort of, how, how they're becoming basically more and more human, which uh, they kind of don't like at points because they're rats. Uh, let me read the, because this looks like it might be good as well. The, let me read the Goodreads, because it might be good reads uh maurice and the rats have teamed teamed up with a young lad named keith <laughs> uh, to implement a clever money-making scheme upon entering a town the rats make a general nuisance of themselves stealing food and whittling on things until the townsfolks become desperate to get rid of them then maurice who is a cat i should mention who can also talk, uh, and Keith appear on the scene and offer to save the day by ridding the town of its infestation for a small fee. Uh, it seems like a surefire plan until the group arrives in a bad... Anyways, so they arrive in the town and that plan goes, you guessed it, awry, and uh, easy for me to give this book a five out of five. Today's game, Gavin, sponsor is Blaskwood's Demolition Incorporated. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, we're talking Wolfenstein colon The Old Blood. <laughs> from uh, 2015. Yeah, 2015? Yeah, from 2015. Uh, I did play and uh, review. Wolfenstein, was it the New Order? Was that the first one? Uh, well, not the first one, but the, the first of this type of Wolfenstein game, uh, and very much enjoyed it. Uh, this, I do believe I bought, I don't even know if it was last uh, Steam summer sale, or maybe the winter sale, but I bought it a little while ago and uh, sort of let it sit there, knowing that uh, when I wanted to play a game I knew would be good, uh, I would have this game. Like, uh, I buy a lot of games on Steam Summer Sale, and uh, some of it is a bit of a gamble. Like, you can kind of never 100% know if a game's going to be good, including this. But uh, the fact that I knew this one was basically a prequel to the first one, same engine, same sort of gameplay, different story, of course, uh, I knew that I would have fun playing it. And after having played and completed it, I can verify that my initial supposition have proved correct, has proved correct even, which is the proper English way to say sentences like that. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I knew it was a prequel or not. Uh, it, it's, if you don't know about, <laughs> that was a totally 100% natural porky pig <laughs> porky pig impression there jesus christ what is going on uh if you're unfamiliar with the wolfenstein franchise uh you're a dude who blows shit shits up 
<laughs> and kills Nazis and stuff. Uh, and, and the Nazis sometimes, like in this one, get zombified, which is pretty cool. Uh, I actually don't know if I knew that was coming. Like, there's a point in the game where you're fighting Nazis. Um, some of them are, like, powerful with, like, crazy, almost, like, mech armor and uh, electricity and stuff like that. Uh, they actually have this cool idea, uh, especially initially, where the the mechanized ones, uh, the electrified Nazi-wearing mech suit dudes have to be, like, attached via cables to things, so their mobility is not as great, which is sort of a cool idea, because when you're fighting these things, you're just a dude with a bunch of guns. I mean, you're powerful, of course, but these things are fucking huge, uh, so it's nice that they have, like, almost sort of, like, a leash on them uh, to even the odds a little bit. Uh, I, I like that idea. I don't, I don't know if I've ever really seen anything like that in a game. Uh, the other sort of cool thing is this game reaches a point where you're fighting these Nazis and even these mechanical ones, and it's just pretty crazy. But, but, then something happens. Like a, like a crack opens up into goddamn hell, and suddenly all the Nazis are, like, turned into zombie Nazis, which is the worst type, presumably, because it's a combination of two very, very evil things. I will say, <laughs> this just reminds me, uh, when I was on my honeymoon in Las Vegas many years ago, uh, the missus and I went to the gun store where you can, you guessed it, fire a gun. Uh, being from uh, Canada, the, the opportunity to fire a gun does not come along very often, so I thought, eh, I'd like to be able to say I've at least done it once. Uh, they give you the choice of what target you want to use, and there was a selection of, I don't know, maybe 20, and you think, oh man, 20, 20 choices, it's going to be a hard choice. The second, the second. I saw one of the choices was a zombie Nazi. It wasn't a choice no longer. It wasn't a choice no longer. <sighs> uh, Rating-wise, it is basically more of the same, but it's more of the same really fun game. So, geez, can I go 5 out of 5? Uh, I'll go 4 because it was a little on the short side, I, I do feel like. But uh, I think that was a little to be expected as well. I think this game, even when it came out, was a little cheaper than sort of a full... Uh, price game, so there you go. Wolfenstein The Old Blood. Today's Internet Intercourse sponsor is Astrophysics. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, movie, movie, Internet thing. The first is a new podcast I just started listening to, and I think it's actually new in general. Uh, yeah, they're at episode 20. Um, is uh, called Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Michael Rosenbaum, uh, I know primarily as Lex Luthor from the television show Smallville, but I will say that he was on an episode of uh, a Steve Ag's or Steve Ag's rather podcast, uh, uh, and I was uh, sort of pleasantly surprised how uh, likable, talkable, funny he was. So uh, th th this is something that has happened to me uncountable. Well, you probably could, but it would be hard. Uncountable times now where 
uh, I hear someone on a podcast. Uh, I, I like the cut of the jib, cut of the jib, eh, cut of their jib, uh, and then sort of follow them to either other podcasts or their own when they eventually cre create them. And that's what I've done here. It's had some interesting guests, uh, Seth Green, Tover Grace, Dax Shepard, Karen, Karen Gillen. That one was cool because I'd never heard like a long uh, interview with her. That one I liked as well because, oh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. I don't know if I listened to that one. James Gunn, cool. Uh, oh, like, yeah, I think I missed some of these episodes somehow. Anyways, uh, yeah, the Karen Gillan Gillan one was cool. Uh, I got to meet her at uh, Fan Expo. Aforementioned a couple of years ago. If you were to Google Nerd Kane Adventures, you could see just what I'm talking about. Uh, regardless, uh, it's a podcast that's listened to a bunch of episodes, have subscribed, and now we'll continue on with. And, and that's always sort of a pleasant feeling. So uh, I enjoy it, and you should check it out. Why not? Speaking of amazing podcasts and their guests, segue, uh, the Joe Rogan podcast, which um, I've sort of uh, I've been on and off with it over the years, um, but more recently I've, I've sort of listened to most episodes. Uh, especially, especially when they have uh, guests on like Neil deGrasse Tyson and could talk for friggin' like three hours. Just incredible. Neil deGrasse Tyson, Jesus, the stuff that pours out of his mouth is just fascinating. I, I could just raptly sit and listen. Raptly. It's a word that I'm going to use to describe how amazing that is. Uh, if you've never listened to him uh, or Joe Rogan, Hey, do yourself a service and listen to that episode. Uh, another thing that may be of interest is Harmontown episode 300. Uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, they did a lot of uh, poop-related talk. <laughs> I don't complain of things on this podcast, but uh, yeah, they did a lot of poop talk on that episode. On their 300th celebratory episode. Hmm. Uh, next, <laughs> next we'll move on to, oh yeah, like a, a web series, I suppose you would call it, a, a, a series of videos on YouTube that are all related called Something Burning, aka Yum Yum Fat Time. Uh, yeah, uh, Bert Kreischer, it's got, uh, I don't know what you call these things, I, I still stick with web series because it, it does sort of make sense. He, uh, cooks stuff. Uh, comedian friends come and uh, watch, help, joke around, and eat said cooked stuff. <laughs> I gotta say, there's been some of the funniest shit I have seen on the internet in a while. Bobby Lee, in particular, that was the first episode. Of, man, Bobby Lee is just one of those... I, I've spoken of Tiger Belly, his podcast on this somewhat recently, but Jesus Christ, that guy. There's just something about him. Listening to him on anything podcast-wise is hilarious, but actually seeing him in action, uh, I can raptly sit and watch him as I can raptly sit and listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Ooh, imagine if uh, if somehow, someway, Bobby Lee and Neil deGrasse Tyson had a baby? It would be a god. God. Uh, yeah, so check those out. Uh, there's, uh, I think, maybe 10 of them or so. Very, very good. Uh, and I'm not even done. I've only listened to maybe, or watched four. They're on YouTube, yes. Uh, for free. Uh, lastly, did a rabbit hole, or as I'm describing it here, a Mick rabbit hole, because I watched a bunch of Mick Elroy, 
in McDonald videos. Uh, the McElroy brothers and Norm McDonald. I just threw a bunch on my YouTube playlist. Folks, that's it. We did it. Nice to be nice to the nice. Done and done. And I mean done. Done and done. <laughs> I like Ron. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper